We cannot be afraid of the silence. For me, that silence came in 2020 while I was living in an independent living facility where 13 of us stayed in one two-story house and we were simply kept alive. We were given food, a place to sleep, and TV to watch, but no one, except maybe a couple people, got to know each other. They would sit outside and smoke whatever they were smoking, sometimes drink whatever they were drinking together. But I was so scared because in summer 2019, I was hospitalized because of what's considered a psychosis, a psychotic breakdown. But the thing is, I became so terrified of the enemy and thinking that I could read symbols and signs and discover the enemy's work. Now, if you look for evil, you will find it. But at that time, I forgot that proverb. And in 2019, I was booted out of my parents' house for a time. And I ended up going to Mesa College just to be busy during the day. I went into a library on campus. I started typing on one of the computers and it was all code. I don't know where I copied it from, but it was code. And then here and there through the lines of symbols and signs that I didn't understand, I wrote, I am louder broken. Now, I don't want to get into what that means. I'm really not sure. But I was so scared of my surroundings and of spiritual concepts in my mind that a friend of mine who actually worked in the library saw what I was doing and he was concerned. So he called this the therapist on campus. And even though I wasn't enrolled at the time, she took me in. And again, I needed peace. I needed truth. I needed prayer. But what I got instead was a therapist who thought that the best solution to my stress was to just sit still and void my mind and just wait until there's nothing and then you'll get very confused but then all of a sudden things will make sense now that's not really going to help anybody with a spiritual problem we need to be focused on god's word and meditate on that we can't just tell ourselves how to think we're either listening to the flesh of oh i feel happy when i paint it's like okay that's nice but what's giving your soul joy that is not reliant upon circumstances. So all that to say, we moved on from that topic in that therapist's office, and she told me some things about how American settlers abused the Indians, the Native Americans, in the way that they built missions. They took the substance of bricks and they baked it on the thighs of the workers, of the Native American workers, to get the right curvature of the brick to put it on the roof. And of course, when you're baking a brick on bare skin, it gave them scars. And I was already having a spiritual problem where I wasn't relying on the reality that is Christ. So when I heard that trauma they went through, I thought it would be a great idea that if I want to understand their trauma better, then I have to start acting the way they acted. I have to start observing and seeking out their gods so that I can understand the infringement on their culture by non-Native Americans. So I ended up talking to gods that were not 
the Father, that are not our Heavenly Father. And soon after that, I was still looking at pamphlets and such and deeming things demonic, whether it was a product from Hobby Lobby with a little painting on it, or if it was a book that I found at a college campus, whatever it was, I started reading one book about Simon Garfunkel <laughs> and from Art and Garfunkel, but, and I knew God was just in my mind whispering, calling out, Grace, put down the book. And I did it. I kept reading and he said, Grace, put down the book. And I didn't put it down. I started ramping up speed. I was destructive, but mentally I was thinking, I'm helping. I'm breaking these things that have brought hexes, demonic stuff into my parents' home. So I went on a full throttle destruction. I was breaking picture frames. I was breaking jars. I was throwing glass in the backyard, things that made no sense whatsoever. And I was moving so rapidly that I wasn't even focused on exactly what I was doing. And there were only two things that made me stop and realize what had happened. First, I was breaking the glass of a Disney silhouette cutout, and I looked at my fingers and one had a gash in it, and I started bleeding, so I sat still and looked at it. And then I realized that there was water coming out of the bathroom. The rug was getting soaked. So. When my dad got home, he saw the rug, and he saw the destruction around the house, and of course he was concerned. So when my mom got home, she and I walked over to pick up some fast food dinner while my dad was home and starting to tear up the carpet to prevent mold. Um, I was still in that weird head state, and when I got back to the house, We had eaten, I believe, and my dad then called 911. Um, Because I was destructive, but I was hurt, and maybe because I had a mental illness diagnosis, whatever it was, I had the choice to go in the back of an ambulance or to get cuffed and ride in the back of a police car. And I had already been in hospital beds before. I had already been in an ambulance, so I chose to go in the cop car. Now, I don't have a clear order of events in my mind because it's not good for me to relive all this trauma at once, but the thing I want to focus on is that when I was in the Spring Valley house throughout all of the year 2020, I was so afraid of the silence until I started reading the Bible and I craved it because I was so scared by all the newness around me that I relied on God's word so heavily. And it was because of my learning to focus on God's word that other people in the house wanted to talk about faith with me. One of them started going to church and researching biblical things again. One of them I'm still friends with today and we get to talk about our faith. There was one guy who was older and he lived in the house And he read so many philosophical and classic mysteries and William Shakespeare's writings, all these things. 
But one day he decided, he said, Grace, I, I love reading the Bible and I just don't want any of these books anymore. I don't need them. The only book I want to read is the Bible. And that, you guys, is such a sweet reminder that we can have fun reading things, playing with things, entertaining and doing all these creative things, whatever it is. But if we're not reading God's word, it's, it's all pointless. We're not developing skills to serve the kingdom. We're not developing hobbies to bring truth to the world. We're not doing things for God's glory, then it's for our own glory. But guys, we are instruments. We cannot take credit for our giftings or equippings. God is the one who holds us in his hand. He is the artist painting a story with us, his instruments. So again, we need to slow down, take a break from the world outside of our bedroom door, and sit in God's presence, not just reading through the Bible passage real quick, not just taking notes on it and be like, yeah, that was a good study, but to grasp it, to memorize it, to meditate on it, and to be still before God, to stop all movement, sit still and say, God, what are you speaking to me right now? I want to know you and I want to glorify you. Please equip me for the work that you've prepared for me to do and bring me peace as I share your gospel with the world. Guys, I pray that we would live not seeking after our own interests, but the interests of others. Jesus came as the perfect example. He came in the form of a bondservant. And being found in human form, he was obedient to the point of death. The point of death, even death on a cross. So if our Savior is willing to come down to earth, be God and deserve all glory, praise, he didn't come in riding on a white horse. He didn't have a crown until he went on the cross and got a crown of thorns. He was mocked for being the royalty that he is. The people who read the scriptures didn't recognize him because they were so fixed on the book that they weren't looking at the author. I don't really have much else to say, but that I pray God's words spoken in this podcast would remain in our minds and that we would recognize the spiritual battle that we are living in. Jesus prays for us. His angels watch over us. And God controls the enemy. He allows the enemy to do things. But the enemy has no power unless God lets him have it. So God, I just pray right now. Please bring us surety and clarity of what you are speaking to us in this moment and forever. Thank you for being an eternal savior who can never be taken away from us and who is always the rock on which we need to build our kingdom, your kingdom, to build our lives on the rock. In Jesus' name, I pray all these things. My Lord and my Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.